Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to reviews, news, spoilers, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Super excited. Yeah, dude, we got an awesome, awesome episode to talk about. Of course, here we are at the mid-season finale. It is the uh, the Christmas episode, the Hanukkah episode, the holiday <laughs> episode is really what it is. I mean, the great thing is we got... Uh, some wonderful, wonderful holiday madness throughout this entire episode. A lot of fun. And, uh, you know, the great thing about these episodes, uh, when we get to the midseason finale is that they're so seasonally awesome that we like to celebrate them in more than just this one podcast. Tis the season bell for us to do a Grandma Esther's eggnog induced Christmas call-in extravaganza year two. Yes. That's right. So here's what you want to do next week at 8 p.m. Central Time. Do you know what the breakdown is for that bell? What do you mean? Well, all right. So it's 8 p.m. Central. What does that? What does that make oh, sense for? So that that would be seven uh, seven p.m. Eastern, nine p.m. Mountain, and ten p.m. Pacific. There you go. So there, uh, you know, time zones and time travel. I'm, I have a better time understanding time travel than no. I that, time that's zones. that's wrong. Okay. That's absolutely wrong. All Sorry. Right, what is it right? If it's eight o'clock Central, it's yep. nine o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Mountain, and six o'clock Pacific. All right, so ye been informed, and we'll be able to post that out on Facebook and Twitter and everything. Here's what you're going to want to do. Head over to, at that time, Mixler.com slash Pottery. We'll also have a link up at FlashTVTalk.com if that's easier for you. Uh, you'll want to show up for the live show, a live call-in show. We'll be using Skype as our back end, and we'll be Skyping you guys in to talk about whatever you want to talk about from this season thus far of The Flash and beyond. So it's speedster speculation with you guys all the time with lots of fun cookies, lots of great nog. It's going to be a blast. And the cool thing is we will be giving out presents. Ooh, That's right. We'll be doing some giveaways in the chat and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, tis the season. Celebrate it with us next week uh, at Mixler.com slash Pottery. And again, you can find that link at FlashTVTalk.com. I also want to let you know, too, before we jump into this episode, we are really excited to be part of the upcoming mini podcast series legends tv talk yes so this is really exciting we are partnering up with uh let's see starkville labs arrow tv talk with supergirl tv talk and starkville house of l which is also starkville labs for some reason but regardless (laughs) uh the way we see it is if the legends of the dc tv universe are coming together so too must the legends of podcasting and uh, we are the ones that are pulling them together. We're, we're not saying that we're legendary, but we're pulling together some legendary podcasters, and uh, and we are going to be part of that as well. So be sure to check that out. You can find out more information at legendstvtalk.com. And once Legends of Tomorrow starts, you'll have podcasts that go along with that, at least for the first season. We'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> I'm still a little bitter, man. I mean, you know, we, we thought that it was going to go during the hiatus. Now it looks like it's going to run concordantly with the second half of the season, and you know, for me, that I, I don't want to lose my Captain Cold, but you know what? 
we'll get into all that this episode. Yeah, I was hoping that uh, it would be something where it just runs during the hiatus, at the end of the hiatus. The last half of the season, we could see some Captain Cold, but it doesn't look like it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Let's dive into this week's episode. The, the Rundown. <laughs> episode 9 of Season 2, Running to Stand Still. Directed by Kevin Tancheron and yes. story by... Andrew Kreisberg. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Mark Martin breaks James, Jesse, and Leonard Snart out of Iron Heights in an effort to team up and kill the Flash. Snart declines and warns Barry as repayment for him saving Snart's sister. When Patty learns Martin is back in the city, she sets out to take revenge against Martin for killing her father years earlier. Jesse and Martin place bombs hidden in Christmas gifts throughout the city, threatening to set them off in family homes if Barry does not sacrifice himself. Wells, Cisco, and Jay find one of the bombs and alter its magnetic polarity and then send it through one of the dimensional breaches, which causes it to attract the remaining bombs, removing them from the city. With the bombs gone, Barry subdues Martin and Jesse. Patty arrives ready to kill Martin, but Barry, as the Flash, talks her out of it. Meanwhile, Joe learns that his ex-wife was pregnant when she left and that he has an adult son named Wally who later shows up at Joe's house. Elsewhere, Zoom visits Wells and agrees to release his daughter if Wells helps him steal Barry's speed. Okay, man. So much good stuff to talk about this episode. I mean, like, I feel like Christmas truly came early with all the little gifts that we got here. Yeah, man. There's a lot of stuff in this one, wasn't there? Right out of the gate. Uh, a standing ovation, ladies and gentlemen. A worldwide applause for the amazing Mark Hamill returning to the trickster, which I got to tell you, I am loving his trickster. I like it a lot, too. It, it, it reminds me a lot of the animated series Joker. I know, right? Yeah, it's 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 not the Joker, but it feels kind of like it. It's neat. Well, you got to think about, you know, his Joker was certainly, I mean, inspired by might not be the right word, but but, you know, he was the trickster long before he was the Joker. And so right. he's more known for being the voice of, of the animated series, Batman, the animated series Joker. But I mean, I, I do think this is very much a continuation of what he did originally as the trickster, which was the groundwork for what he was as the Joker. Uh, so here, it's, it's the best of both worlds. If you ever wanted to see a Mark Hamill Joker, this is what his take would be, because it's informed by a Mark Hamill trickster. Yeah, because, you know, I'm sure people might have seen the episode last night not knowing uh, that the original Flash series came before the Batman animated series and look and see, wow, that feels a lot like Hamill's Joker. But in actuality, the trickster was... Kind of like, a guy, I guess you could say groundwork for his his, his work on the Joker oh, in the absolutely. animated series. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely built on that. And uh, and and you see it in this performance, but it's that's so good. It's yeah. just such a great performance. I'm so happy that they they continued with him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Trickster Jr. is great. But I mean, the trickster. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like I and I, you know, I'm not. I hope we do get a chance to see Trickster Junior again, and and I do hope he he does kind of continue to play a role. But there is something just extremely special with Mark Hamill and and what he's able to bring. You know, last week I think uh, you mentioned this is kind of uh, really exciting because this week we get the Trickster, next week we get Skywalker, and so you get into double dose of Hamill. Oh yeah. Well, all right. So not only did we get a Skywalker in this uh, episode, we also got a a lightsaber in the form of the uh, wizard's wand, which was used to interesting effect in this uh, in this episode. Because if you'll notice, uh, Weather Wizard was like channeling lightning through it, which was interesting. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, he, well, hang on. He, he wasn't channeling lightning. They were pulling the electricity from around him. Right, but what I'm saying when he took it from Barry, though, like, you know, he, he has one oh, hand right. in the air and he's pointing the wand at him and, like, you see it kind of, like, go through. It, it it just looks neat. It's, it's it's almost as if, like, you know, he's pulling it from the air and then, like, directing it with the wand. Yeah. 
Yeah, which, I, which I, is, hope that, I thought that was neat. Hope that wand continues to play a role. You know, last time that we saw that was in the alternate present of of season one. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting because I don't think I really got as, as they were having the conversation. I completely forgotten that that wasn't part of the canonical timeline. Yeah, I, I when they were talking about how you've already made this before, but you haven't. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This didn't actually happen. Yeah, kind of, kind of you know, sort of. Like, have we already had this conversation? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something weird from that exchange. Did you notice, you know, Wells, aside from the fact that he pointed out that there's a godfather in every time and every uh, earth, which is fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, he also does not seem too terribly shocked by the concept of time travel. Yeah, he's very nonchalantly says you shouldn't have messed with time. Yeah, like as in like, oh, you know, there's nothing surprising about the fact that you could or that it exists, but just you shouldn't do that. And just almost almost dismissive of it. Yeah, because it's, it's almost like he knows that there's risk and stuff and that he's experienced it before. And he's speaking from some sort of, you know, experience. Maybe not he's time travel, but like it's it's just it's not uncommon to him. I don't know, man. Wells has got some pretty significant moves. I mean, the opening scene from this episode where uh, it's a flashback, one assumes, to uh, – I, I, when did that occur? Was that – did you get the sense that that was a flashback or was that actually happening the morning of this episode? I want to say it was happening the morning of that episode. Okay. I'm just now kind of realizing that. I, I So he's, of course, running away from Zoom who's chasing him down. And first of all, he's running away from Zoom. Yeah. I mean, you you figure – it's probably not your best bet to run. <laughs> right. Maybe hide. I don't know. Well, but at the same time, like, he, he, he had a, he had to jump on him for a second. Yeah, he got the gun and he cocked it and then it was too late. What is that gun? That, I think that's the same gun that he used to uh, defeat uh, King Shark. I know. And what is that gun? Because, I mean, you know, it's not like Zoom just sat there and took it or even picked it up and threw it back at him, you know, lightning style with it, with what he did with the Flash. I mean, he... He kicked it out of reach, as in, like, do you think he's scared of it? it? Yeah, well, I think so. So that gun can do something to Zoom? Uh, presumably, yeah. They need to be mass-producing that gun. <laughs> yeah, they need to find out, you know, whatever it is about it that makes Zoom scared of it, and then replicate that in all sorts of forms. Not just guns, but, like, grenades, you know? Sure. Like net launchers. Throw a couple of arrows in there, call up Ollie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome, though, if they made, like, a laser arrow <laughs> Look, <laughs> man, there was a moment in uh tonight's episode of arrow and of course no spoilers where i thought zoom might run in to, to save somebody who looked like they were about to check out uh wait zoom would run in to save somebody look like they're about to check out yeah on arrow yeah I, I just i thought you know if that had happened that would have blown my mind but again <laughs> no spoilers for that because you know yeah flash um all right so but but all right wells has this exchange with zoom and Zoom wishes him a Merry Christmas, which, which I thought was nice. Very nice of him, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. But Wells tells him that basically he says, you know, kill me, but let Jesse go because she's innocent. As in Wells is not innocent in something that he has done to Zoom. Yeah. See, that was kind of uh, one of those things where it's like, hmm, innocent. Like, so, so that implies that Wells is guilty of something, but what did he do? That's the question. Yeah. Well, and, and the fact that that word innocent is used, like, it's not just that he did, like, 
it's not that he did something good versus Zoom's evil. He must have done something evil to Zoom, lest he would not use such, such language. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, there's one thing where you say, like, you got innocent bystanders, right? Right. But I don't think that's – I don't feel like that's what he was trying to say. Like, she didn't have anything to do with – I think what he was saying was, was, like, she didn't have anything to do with whatever I did, right? Like, that. that that's that's what I'm saying, that that's where he's going with that. He created Zoom. Damn, maybe he did. Well, but, but why would Zoom try to – why would Zoom then want to kill him if he created him? Well, maybe he created him and then create. Oh, maybe he created him and then created the Flash as a means to. Well, no. Hmm. I bet. All right. So he created Zoom and then he did something to try to stop Zoom. And then maybe it didn't work. Maybe Zoom was someone else. And then Harrison Wells tried to stop him, turned him into this monster. I still think that Eobard is tied up somewhere in all of this. I mean, of course, the big, you know, pseudo big reveal at the end of the episode is that Zoom's plan is to get Barry to go faster. And of course, that was exactly Eobard's plan from season one. What if Eobard came to Earth 2 and tried to take over that Wells' body and he was like, "Uh uh-uh, shot him with like some kind of thing and turned him into this crazy weird monster? Mm, maybe not no because again without a barry of that universe without barry being the flash of that universe there's no reason why an eobard would have come back from the future well unless eobard is you know outside of the time frame and stuff now well and i think he you know if if if, if eobard's tied to zoom then then he's become outside of the time um but i mean i think it has to be more it can't just be there there is something that has to be otherworldly in order for eobard to come back and I think Zoom would make some sense. But I, I I am wondering, though, if there's some sort of if, – if almost like Eobard is wearing – what if Eobard is, is, is essentially like like a, like a Venom? You know what I mean? Like a Venom like a symbiotic, symbiotic kind of suit. suit that's latched on to somebody from Earth 2. Maybe somebody that Harrison Wells knew. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Hunter Zolomon. I got it. All right. All right. So much like the symbiote in Spider-Man – uh feeds on the venom symbiote uh, right. feeds on adrenaline from people maybe this symbiote feeds off of speed force oh and so yeah yeah that's why he needs you know him to to basically fatten up the flash so that he can consume the speed force and, and survive still seems like something's different here because i mean if you think about it there's never any indication that he did this to jay like i feel like if he, he had done this to jay then he wells would not be surprised that he's doing this to barry but he, he did do it to Jay. He stole his speed. Yeah, I mean, he stole his speed, but there's no indication that he like did everything within his power to make Jay as fast as he possibly could before stealing his speed. Oh, uh, well, I mean, maybe he just decided the, the, the time was right there to, to steal Jay's speed and then move on to another Flash. Could and be. now he's like, well, this Flash is, you know, has a lot more potential. And so we can we can make him faster and make him better. And then... uh you know, we can actually then I, then Zoom will eat him and you know get get that much more powerful. Right. I'm I, you know and I'm still going back to I guess it was last maybe it was last week, it might have been week before last. We talked about the what if what if essentially Zoom is the Bizarro uh Bizarro Flash. If if what if Wells had created Zoom as kind of a counterbalance to the Flash and then it turned against him. You know, so imagine that 
Wells sees the Flash being Jay Garrick of his world and feels like there needs to be somebody on his side that is of equal speed, if not faster. He then recruits a young, you know, Hunter Zolomon and through experimentation accidentally creates some sort of time portal, whatever, that ends up pulling in the ghost of Eobard Thawne that is essentially this kind of symbiotic, you know, Black Flash-like, you know, thing that wraps around Zolomon, turning him into Zoom and thus destroying Zolomon's life. So he's got this vendetta against Harrison Wells and I guess wants him to feed him? I don't know. why. I still don't understand why he needs Wells. Well, I, I think Wells <gasps> created... What? Do you think that Wells helped Zoom steal Jay's speed? Ooh. Think about it. That would make sense, especially given their kind of relationship, right? But maybe Zoom... Maybe all along... <gasps> Maybe Wells created Zoom to steal Jay's speed in the first place. And so mission success, all is well, except portal in the sky happens. Then Jay goes up into the portal in the sky or and his hat and whatnot. Uh, Zoom becomes aware of another speedster out there, comes back to Wells, says, hey, I want I want that guy's speed. He seems way faster than Jay. And uh, and Wells is like, no, we're not going to do that. He kidnaps his his daughter, and there you go. Now that of course takes away my entire Eobard theory, but it's possible. <laughs> that that sounds that sounds that sounds plausible. Could happen. Yeah. Could happen. But um, anyway, that's that's you know it's it's great because Zoom shows up for like less than a minute and provides us with like just more and more questions and more and more speculation. Yeah. <laughs> But I will tell you somebody who showed up for a couple more minutes than that. Uh, you know, of course, we mentioned already Weather Wizard back on the scene, very much this, you know, extreme powerhouse, repays Captain Cold by coming and releasing him from prison early for no other reason than, you know, Cold was the one that freed him earlier in uh, late last season. Yeah. I like the relationship that they're establishing with the rogues. All right. That is to say, I like the idea of the relationship they're establishing with the rogues. I'm a little... A little bitter about the fact that Cold is siding more with Barry than he is the Rogues. Well, I think it's it's more so that like Weather Wizard seems more like just a uh, uh, at least in the Flash seems more like a you know regular bad guy. I'm going to kill the Flash kind of thing rather than you know the Rogues in the comics were sort of like they didn't necessarily want to kill the Flash all the time. They just wanted like you know fight him and, and, and best him. Well, I mean, they wanted to rob banks and such. I mean, like, you know, and they, they had no love for speedsters. They were also were not opposed to killing the flash for sure. Um, and even but, though but that wasn't their primary agenda, their primary agenda was to rob banks and, and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Well, sure. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I mean, I mean, like there have been members of the rogues who do kill and there have been members of the rogues who are killers who might be, even be like taking a moment, away from killing to be part of the organization for the goal of whatever the, you know, whatever the heist may be. The rogues themselves are not this like, you know, they're not a merry man, a merry band of Robin hoods or anything like that. Right. Right. They're very much, you know, they are out for themselves and they are definitely villains. Yeah. And so, you know, I, as much as I love Wentworth Miller's captain cold, I hate that he's, I mean, you know, he's getting all legendary on us. Well, you know, he kind of has to, right? Well, but, I wish he I wish he didn't like he's the OG rogue like he should be team bad guy all the way. Yeah. And I I think they'll probably, you know, do more stuff like that. It, it's it's it just it's kind of. I don't I don't necessarily think he's siding with Barry so much as he respects him and like 
he doesn't really feel the need to do. He's like, ah, I don't need to kill Barry. There's no, there's nothing in that for me. Uh, maybe I don't know. Because he's super out for himself, right? So he's not going to sit there and help them kill the Flash when he gets nothing from it. He doesn't even get satisfaction because the Flash, you know, slighted him in some way. You know, it, it, it'd be fair. one thing if the Flash betrayed him or did something to him and he had some sort of vendetta against him, but he doesn't. So it's like, why go through the effort of getting caught again when there's absolutely nothing that he gets from it? So overall, you're saying that essentially Barry being alive is a net positive for Captain Cold. Even take take, you know, the... Legends of Tomorrow and everything else that's going on out of the out of the equation. I mean, the Flash being alive means that he gets to still rob banks as long as he doesn't kill people. And occasionally the Flash will actually come in and save his life, as we've seen happen already this season. Yeah. And like, you know, he's intrigued by the Flash. You know, it's a challenge for him to try to come up with ways to beat him. So, uh, you know, Karen in the chat said, you know, he'd become bored if he killed Barry. Right. Like that, that's that's kind of what I feel like if Barry's out of the picture, what's he going to do? I mean, there's. You know, nobody giving him, uh, you know, a run for his money. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But still, I don't know. I just, I hate the idea that this might be the last time that we see Captain Cold teaming up with the rogues and he didn't really even team up against the rogues. He actually very specifically went against them. Well, I, I, I just hope he comes back from Legends of Tomorrow a bit of a darker man. That's all. Perhaps. I mean, I like my villains to be villains. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody likes a good redemption story, but I feel we're too early in the game for there to be a solid redemption story for Captain Cold. I just don't think he's changed all that much. I just think he just feels like it's he's totally in it for himself still. I, I still get that. All right. Fair enough. Well, I'll tell you somebody who's not in it for himself. Who's that? Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Dude, Jesse L. Martin deserves a freaking Emmy. For his performance this episode. Yeah, he's good. Like, okay, so Iris makes the very wise decision, and I'm very thankful that it happened so quickly, to tell her father that, yes, in fact, he's got a son. Uh, there's that great moment they share early in the episode where, you know, he's telling her about the watch and how it's passed down from his father to him, and it's because he's always late, which plays into a great joke when the fact that he gives it to Barry, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, there, there's this great moment between the two of them, and Iris realizes you know, this is a man who has a son and for him to not know it is a crime that is not at this point, no longer just her mom's crime because she is now actively keeping that information from him. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously she does the right thing. She recruits Barry, which I thought was great too, because, you know, to, I mean, to some extent from a family dynamic anyway, this is not just Iris's brother. This is not just, uh, you know, Joe's son. This is also Barry's brother. Yeah. And yeah, so he's a part of that family. I love the fact. I mean, I feel like we got that brother sister dynamic, that family unit dynamic in a way that we really haven't gotten in a while. And that's important to some extent because I mean, you, you know, eventually these two crazy kids are going to get together. You don't want a Lannister like thing going on when that occurs. Yeah. But they did grow up in the same family and it's nice to see that family units coming back together, especially in these crucial moments. But the look on Jesse L. Martin's face when he realizes that he has a son and you can see him calculating what that means. And the fact that he wasn't there, he, he essentially like he trying to wrestle with the fact that even though he didn't abandon his son, he feels as though he abandoned his son because he wasn't there for him. And, and just, 
just the joy, you know, that, that joy of finding out that you're a father again. And yet the sadness of, of feeling like you were never the father that you were supposed to be. I mean, man, so many emotions. Well, the, 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 the line, like the linchpin line was, you know, who taught my son how to be a man? Oh, dude. You know, like that was, that was like just, just this big and powerful thing. Cause you know, cause Joe's a good person, right? And, he's a super and, dad. Yeah. He, he is a super dad. And so, you know, he knows how to raise a good kid. And to, to find out that you have a son that you didn't have the opportunity to raise uh, to be a good person, like that would just be terrifying, right? Yeah. Like, cause what, what if, what if he turns out to be, you know, what if somebody had corrupted him into this, you know, horrible worldview or whatever? But like, yeah, that, that would just be a nightmare as a parent. Yeah, man. I just, it was just, it was heart wrenching. And of course the, the power moment of the episode to me anyway, was when Wally walks through that door. Um, and you know, we don't have a confirmation of how much he knows. You know, he doesn't say I'm your son. He says specifically, you know, I'm, I'm Francine's son. Yeah. But you also get the indication that there's more that, that he knows that he wants to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, well, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Papa Joe was like, well, no, I haven't, I haven't said anything yet. Hadn't met him yet. Um, it's going to give it some time. And then he just shows up on the door. And so it's like, whoa, you know, what, what is he going to do now? Has he planned out like what he's going to say? But yeah, he just invites him in, just, just openly does it. And, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they take that. I just like, love the expressions on his face, man. Like they, yeah. they communicated every single scene he was in. And I mean, again, like just the heartbrokenness early on. And then when Wally walks through the door, the look of just excitement and fear and and not knowing what to say it's and surprise and shock but surprise and shock but look at him man like you could that is a man that is holding himself back from wanting to just embrace that boy oh yeah oh yeah like i, I thought he was just gonna you know just bam giant you know uh <laughs> papa joe hug coming through but dude, uh the, the restraint the restraint was was epic i mean that's an award-winning performance hands down i mean you don't see that on tv every day I'm yeah. sorry. That was, I mean, obviously phenomenal writing and everything else, but I mean, just a t tremendous performance from Jesse, Jesse L. Martin. So my, my hat's off to him. Um, excited about Wally, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm curious to see how he's going to become a speedster or if they're even going to go that route, if it's going to be something weird. Well, apparently you can become a speedster by using drugs, but, um, that's true. Hopefully that will not happen. I think yeah. that's probably going to be more of a Jay route. Speaking of Jay, uh, I got to tell you, man, Jay and Caitlin, they've got about as much chemistry as um, as um, something. Um, they've got about as much chemistry um, as a chemistry set with no chemicals in it. Jay, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the one. OK, let's go. with. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I agree. It, it, it seems kind of forced between them. Ooh, so forced. And I mean, at the same time, it's like, I, I guess part of it is that they're both kind of have an awkward vibe between them. And I don't mean the awkward vibe that was literally between them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the literal awkward vibe. No, no, no. This is a, this is a. <laughs> like, oh, get a room, you two. I yeah. Guess. I, I, I would hate to like, you know, so often I watch this show and I wish that I could be vibe. In those moments, I was very glad that I was not because Cisco is just sitting back like, eating his popcorn and like watching the worst rom-com of all time. <laughs> <laughs> of course, not that he's really one to talk. I mean, you know, he's very much unlucky in love. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, he kind of, uh, fell for, uh, un not undead, but like a, uh, immortal 
reincarnation of an Egyptian priestess who is destined to be with someone else. Like, how's that for bad luck? Well, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you, man, you've got your share of stories. I mean, I'm, I'm, gosh, back in college, what was that name uh, that, that you went by? Was it Mr. Jiggle Wiggle? Uh, yeah, that was that was my old uh, my old nickname from college. Okay. What was what was Mr. Jiggle? Was he a bear? Uh, he looked like some sort of character from some sort of show. Yeah, he looked like a bear or something like that. Okay, that was hilarious. That that not only, ladies and gentlemen, is there a Mr. Jiggle Wiggle out there, there's also apparently one in Earth Two. <laughs> this is this is a children's franchise that exists in Earth Two and Earth One. Well, I mean, you know, obviously Godfather Mr. Jiggle Wiggle must be up there, like in Godfather tier cinema or or whatever, because if, you know, Godfather's gonna be in every universe, you would have to assume if Mr. Jiggle Wiggle's in every universe. It has to be Godfather to you, right? I just, I want to see like a Jiggle Wiggle cartoon show. I want more like, you know, I want a Jiggle Wiggle children's iPad app. I mean, like, I feel like this is just, <laughs> we need more Mr. Jiggle Wiggle. Well, what about, uh, what about on, uh, Vixen? Because that already is animated. <laughs> right. Just have like the, the Mr. Jiggle Wiggle show. <laughs> right, right. A show within the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Kind of yeah. like, uh, Hello Megan. Exactly. Like, oh, I like that. Good dog. Yeah. Good get right there. That's like, that's good. Um, Mr. Jiggle Wiggle, great. Of course, just the delivery of Mr. Jiggle Wiggle from, uh, from Harrison Wells. He, he had so many lines. Your toys, give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> he had so many like lines that he delivered this episode in just like deadpan, but they were obviously hilarious. Now he yeah. and Cisco essentially becoming the Grinch that stole Christmas to these kids was, uh, just <laughs> wonderful. Your toys, <laughs> give them to me. <laughs> I, just, I just imagine like, you know, Terminator showing up. Hey, explain to me again how the technology worked that sucked all the toys into the space time vortex thing. Okay, this was the biggest OMG science moment of the entire show. Right. Uh, it, it made absolutely zero sense. And I, I thought what was going to happen is Barry was going to try to run and it was going to be I, – I keep expecting them to do this, but uh, what was it from? Uh, you're thinking of – uh, New Frontier. Yes, New Frontier, where Captain Cold says he has six cryobombs, but there's only uh, five, right? Right. And so right. he spends a bunch of time looking for it. I, I, I kept thinking they're going to do something like that, but no, this this it was a bit different. So the you know Team Flash had to come up with a solution that was so OMG science that my head almost exploded. But uh, yeah, so apparently though, if you have an item. And the other items that you have are identical to it. You can throw one through a dimensional portal and then somehow magnetically <laughs> these things will, will not go directly to the source. Like that was – it was one thing to be like, yeah, whatever. But these things were coming like flying horizontally out the window and then curving up to go towards the portal. But like wouldn't it try to take the shortest route? I don't know. You mean like just blowing a hole through the roof of those kids' houses? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Or like if you're on the fifth floor of a 30-store building, you know, it's going to like rip through all the floors. <laughs> yeah. It just cause more damage than if the bomb had actually exploded. I I, I love the trickster's antics. Um, I mean, obviously, it, it's horrific, you know, the idea of giving these bombs to these kids. But, but you know, just the way he had these like exploding dreidels that, that surrounded Barry and Patty. <laughs> yes. And, dreidel, 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 you're going to blow up now or whatever it was he was saying. <laughs> that was just tremendous. Oh, and supposedly, uh, I, I, I guess now the Flash can fly? Yeah. Well, okay. Not so, very fast, but he can fly. Yeah. That was interesting to me because in other media, I have seen the Flash do this. It was something that Wally actually did on Justice League Unlimited, although he could never do it 
like accurately. Like it was a good way to slow a fall. Um, there was one time he did pseudo fly, but it was never, he was all over the place. Like it was clear that this was not a primary method for the flash to get around. Yeah. yeah. However, here it seemed like Barry did that pretty, pretty well. Yeah. But I mean, he, he wasn't doing it very fast. Right. And it, and it seemed like oh, more of a, 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 a jump thing. So like when, when weather wizard took off flying after him, Oh my gosh. I was, I was kind of thinking like, how hilarious would it be if Barry starts flying after him too? <laughs> but I think it works better. Because he's not, he can't fly that that fast using that method. He right, that's good. So that's why he has to run after him, and him like running up the sides of building. Because the amount of ground that Barry covered versus the amount of ground that Weather Wizard covered, yeah, was like fifteen times more. Because he's going up buildings, down buildings, you know, jumping around. It was just it, that that was cool. That was really cool, dude. That that when he runs across the buildings, like that that scene was phenomenal. But when he runs across the helicopter wings, like that yeah. is ripped off like of the pages of the comics. Yeah, that was super cool. That was insane. Like I, I immediately I actually missed part of the fight because as soon as I saw that, I, I ran online to find the uh, the panel where that occurs and, and post that out on Twitter because I was just like, no, you need to understand if you don't, you know, if you're not aware, this is from the comics, like legit straight up. That was that was probably the, I think the coolest running effect that we've gotten all season, maybe even all series. Yeah, probably. I mean, the only I mean, the only other time that I can think of being just that, like, insanely hyped about what Barry was doing while he was running was uh, in season one when he first really, like, ultra tapped into the Speed Force and, like, ran inside the train as it was crashing. Yeah, that was cool. This was, like, like, that, but taken up a notch. Yeah. Oh, for me, anyway. Yeah. The- <laughs> my only issue, like, as cool as it was, my only issue, I, I couldn't, you know, pull it out of my head just because that's kind of how I think was, like, that's totally going to crash that helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's super cool, Barry. And like, you call weather wizard. Good for you. But you just killed two people. In helicopter. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time this season. Speaking that's of which, just... Barry gives Patty a whole lecture about not killing. Yeah. When he, he iced two people earlier, he doesn't have the moral high ground on this. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but I mean, they're the ones that keep making this an issue. If you're going to have him tell her, if you kill him, there's going to be ramifications and, and this is murder. When it's like, Barry, you did the exact same thing twice now. Yeah, but Barry has the high ground. So Anakin, I mean, Patty can't win. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I got to tell you, I am in no way Batty for Patty anymore. After she shot Harrison Wells last episode, and I know we've already talked about what how we personally feel about that or how we differ. But um, man, I, I don't, I, I'm, my my love for Patty is gone. I'm ready. She's she's gonna kick it in uh, in a couple episodes, and I'm fine with that. You think so? Yep. You think they're gonna kill her off? Yep. Huh. That's sad. <laughs> that's that's all you have to say is just huh. That's sad. I'm batty for Patty. I don't want her to die. I I, I need to. I need. Give me some time with this. Right, uh, hey. or, or what? What does Joe say? What does Joe say? He says, "Uh, I need to." After they tell him that that he's a dad and like. Iris oh is, yeah what was that i was actually re-watching that scene earlier and, and wasn't sure yeah he's like I, I i need to i need to i need to process this or something like that i don't know i don't think they're gonna kill patty you don't think they're they, gonna kill patty they better not kill patty they can't kill patty she, I, I i think it's interesting right she they they touched on this episode there's a lot behind her smile right everybody looks at her and they see this you know bubbly happy-go-lucky girl but there's a lot of darkness behind her 
and behind that smile. And so I, I think that they're going to expand on that. And it's, and it's going to just be good for her character. But she's she's got a lot of turmoil. She's got a lot of you know trauma that she's dealing with. No excuse. And- no excuse. What was Iris had like the line of the of the episode when she said uh, to Snart, everybody hit in this room had a terrible childhood. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Or not terrible, sure. but everybody, everyone in this room had a dark childhood or a dark past or something of that nature. I mean, like everybody has problems, man. Yeah. Like in hers with her line, didn't she actually say like, I killed my dad. And then she tells the story about how she didn't actually kill her dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where she said like, I killed him. I was like, whoa, really? You killed him? And then it's like, oh, no, no, no. You think you blame yourself for his death is right. what she should have said. Like, how shocking would it be if I had done the thing that I just said, but I didn't actually do it? But see, I felt like I do. And that's the same thing, even though it's not. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, I would not be surprised. I mean, like I said, she shoots from the hip every chance she get. Maybe she thought her dad was holding a glue gun. <laughs> is, that, is that why she? Uh... Maybe that's why she shot him, yeah. which, of course, she didn't. But still. Uh, all right. So. You're still batty for Patty. I'm I'm done with her, and uh, and Barry needs to move along. Go go back. Uh, get some of that iris. Get some of that virus going around. That needs to happen. Do you think it'll happen this season? I don't think so. I think I think that might be a season finale nod type deal. I think that's going to be a season three thing. Because mm-hmm. season wait when yeah season three was when oliver got felicity right yeah but you can't base it off of season i mean you can't base it off of all i mean season three is a good um will they won't they type of move right because typically it's it's in first season you know one of them's with somebody and the other one's not and then the second season it's the reverse and then third season they give it a go and and see how people kind of react to it so i mean it makes sense that third season would would kind of be the place they do it. I will say, like I like I said, I mean, I like the fact they're going back to more of the family dynamic between him, Iris, and, and Joe, and especially with the groundwork with what they've laid for Wally, um, being the you know being the son that never was, being the brother that never was, and and what that relationship between Wally and Barry can potentially even be, um, because you know Barry did have this relationship with his sister. Barry did have this relationship with his father. I mean, he was the Wally West that never happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So and it'll be yeah. it'll be interesting too because you know Barry didn't have a young uh, Barry and Iris are, are relatively the same age. Yeah, yeah, they are. Okay, so Wally is going to be his younger brother, and you know I I was a younger brother growing up, uh. So I I wonder if there's going to be any of that like you know older brother younger brother stuff going on but since they're both adults we might not see any of that but i i I could see that like you know being used into the whole hero sidekick thing maybe i don't know absolutely yeah Yeah, it's it's going to be different it's certainly going to be different from you know obviously the wally west of the comics um but i i don't think that's a bad thing i'm really i'm looking forward to seeing where where it goes you know a lot of people have been uh mentioning that it, it just kind of appears like mama west has kind of fallen off the face of the earth you know if that happened, I'm fine with that. I don't like Mama West, and we've expressed this. Now, that being said... Well, she, she's she's going to be dead soon anyway. Oh, absolutely. Now, here's the yeah. deal. M- Vanessa Williams, who plays Mama West, fantastic actress. Oh, yeah. We love her. But? But we hate Mama West. <laughs> she, yeah. But, well, she's but, got McGregor's, so, you know, she doesn't have very much longer. So we're probably not going to see her again anyway. No, I mean, no, we will. I don't think they'll let her just die off screen. I think, especially with Wally being involved, I think she'll she'll play a part in the latter half of the season. To some extent, she has to. Just because- I was kind of hoping they would do this thing where it's like the hospital bed and like, you know, Joe and Barry and Iris are there. And she's like, 
there's another <laughs> West. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Um, you know, actually, uh, uh, Vanessa Williams, she did actually tweet us uh, during the episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's we, awesome. We may need to reach out to her about coming on the show. I almost, I almost actually asked her if she wanted to come on the show, and then I was like, "Ooh, we've kind of bad mouthed Mama West, but surely, surely everyone knows, including us, that there's a difference between the actress and the character." Well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's it's it, it, well, just because you don't like the character doesn't mean it's not a great performance or anything like that. We you did know? call her the Joffrey of the Flash. Well, <laughs> I just want to make sure that that's clear. We did do that, but the, but that's the thing, though, right? that that's that's huge praise for someone to hate a character so much like joffrey that people were like throwing things at him on the street because they hate his character on tv so much that is if anything that is just extremely high praise granted it's it's a really weird misdirected high praise but it's super high praise what else i think i think we covered all the big big moments well there's something that we need to talk about what's that uh it's about hot beverages during the winter and the things that you need to have to make those beverages worth drinking uh yeah where on earth was grandma esther's eggnog not only that where are the mini marshmallows (laughs) all right now hang on so there was a moment during there was a christmas party scene obviously that's when wally walked in the door and it seemed like people were drinking stuff they just never acknowledged what was actually in the cups yeah it, it was definitely the eggnog I mean, it had to have been. I, I wish yeah. they would have said it because, I mean, tradition. You know, you got to set up traditions. I, I really wish they had mentioned, you know, and here's like what, to Patty because, you know, Patty's new. You know, Joe could be like, you know, and, and here's your first cup of, you know, Grandma Esther's delicious eggnog. Right. Almost like a um, uh, you bring somebody into the fold and you uh, initiate initiation, like an initiation type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must, but yes. In order to join Team Flash, you must get drunk off of <laughs> Grandma Esther's eggnog. <laughs> Which is very easy to do. You All you have to do is smell it to get drunk off of it. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know about Grandma Esther was kind of a lush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we now know, by the way, that that's uh, Esther West, right? Yeah. It would not have been Francine's mom. That's true. So there you go. Interesting stuff. The Wests, they know how to do it upright. Speedster Speculation. Speedster speculation. This one is actually sent in from Evan Galdine, who asked the question, will Wally get his speed this season or will they have to wait until season three? And moreover, how will Wally get his speed? That's a good question. I think. See, I don't know, man, because uh, there's 13 episodes left in this season, right? Yep. That's that's a lot of time. It's 13 hours of television. But... I mean, it would make sense, right, if he got it, because then that's another target for Zoom. And then maybe they want to protect Wally from Zoom. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, yeah, because you think that Zoom would make him a speedster in an effort to kind of create another meal, so to speak? No, I don't think so. But I I, I think if uh, if he does get his speed powers, then he's definitely going to pique the interest of Zoom, which is going to be bad news for him. Because at least Barry is is kind of, you know, he, he's not exactly a, an amateur hero. Wally might not be able to protect himself. Granted, I mean, it, it didn't seem to affect Jace uh, to lose his speed other than like psychologically because he's losing this thing that was a part of him. Right. But uh, it, it, feeding Zoom more speed is never a good thing, no. even if it even if it comes from, you know, just Wally and it might not be as 
powerful as Barry, but still making oh, Zoom well, powerful I mean, is not good. Wally has the potential to be even more power, powerful than Barry, depending on the way they go about it. I mean, you know, if, if you look at the Wally of the comics, uh, at least the pre-New 52, the original classic Wally, um, he got his powers from essentially the exact same experiment that gave Barry his powers. I mean, the uh, lightning struck the exact same chemicals and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, it's very possible that uh, they may do something similar. Now, I doubt we're going to see another particle accelerator go off. However, they may tap into in season three, because to answer the first question, I don't think he's going to get his powers in season two. Okay. And I don't think that him, I think that Zoom will be dealt with by the time that Wally gets his powers, but it could very well be that whatever they do to Zoom or whatever their experiences are this season may lead them to kind of look more into what the Speed Force is and kind of get into more of that aspect of it. And in so doing, open up the avenue for the Speed Force to be passed on to Wally. Okay. So, yeah, because I, I don't see them doing anything because, you know, the original thing was it was a lightning bolt and the chemicals, that combination. Right. Uh, which which could be reproducible, right? You can simulate lightning, you can, you can find the chemicals, and you could re- reproduce that. But you can't reproduce the particle accelerator bringing in the dark energy and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like out of the picture, right? Um, well, but yeah, you, you're you're right though in the fact that if they do go into the speed force and we start fleshing out what the speed force is in this universe, possibly Barry can grant speed force to other people. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Like like maybe maybe it'll be something where like. Barry can either temporarily or maybe even permanently uh, infuse people with the speed force and and give them speed powers. Interesting. I, yeah, that's that's a, that's a, almost like deputize them. Yeah, like a speed deputy. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. No, I, I that's a good thought. I mean, you know, the, you mentioned the idea of the the speed force kind of being tied to the antimatter and everything else from the particle accelerator. You know, for for me, I, I've always seen what happened to Barry as very different from what happened to everybody else that was affected by the particle accelerator. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there, there was even a comment, uh, I think maybe, I think Ollie even said something to the effect of like, what if that lightning chose you? And I think that's more accurate that the speed force or, or the lightning or whatever you want to call it, um, was coming for Barry. Like it wasn't, it wasn't an accident. I think that, and it very well could be, that that lightning was sent by Barry from the future, by the way. Well, but then you end up with all these causal paradoxes and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's that's the Flash right there. <laughs> yeah, that's paradox. true. That is, uh, that's our wheelhouse, man. So what if it's something the particle accelerator didn't grant Barry his powers? It was just the lightning, just the chemicals. Maybe that's something that, that's like a big rev- revelation is they find out that uh, they actually Barry, they think it's the particle accelerator. But it's not the particle accelerator. It was just the lightning and the chemicals. And the particle accelerator made the other metahumans. But, uh, you know, Barry got his powers differently, like you're saying. Yeah. That would that would differentiate him from other speedsters. Maybe Jay got his power. Because Well, but see, no, hang on now. When I, I don't – Jay differentiate him from other speedsters to some extent, sure. Different from Zoom, different from uh, even Eobard. But Jay, uh, Bart, eventually, and Wally – I mean, I think that they're all tied together in terms of how they tap into the speed force. Now, and I'm, I'm kind of of the mindset, too, of this idea that perhaps Barry is the source of the speed force. 
Um, which is why I think it's very possible that that lightning was sent actually from the future by Barry because he's actually actively generating the speed force. They've even, they've even talked about this, man. They talked about this last season about how he's the one that's kind of generating it. And so I would love for them to take half a season to really get into that aspect of it to maybe even, you know, let's dive into the OMG science that goes around it, but let's, let's also get a little, you know, a little mystical about it. You know, let's, let's get a little bit, um, old trilogy force as well as prequel force, right? Let's, let's talk about midichlorians, but let's also talk about, you know, it, it controls your actions, but it also obeys your commands. Yeah. I, yeah. There's something there. I, yeah, I, 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 I can accept that. Cool. So there you go. Uh, all that to say, Wally West, I'm leaning more towards the season three. Bell, you said you're leaning more towards uh, later this season. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking that. Well, see, because because we've already introduced Jesse Quick, right? So, I, I mean, I you know I I don't really know, but I I would think if he's gonna get speed that Wally is going to get it at the like tail end of the season and or, or, or like the last couple episodes and it might not play a big factor. I think Jesse huh. might get speed first and it might play a bigger role with her huh. with Wally will be the season three, you know, speedster or something like that. Well, Jesse would probably get her speed from the drug would be my guess, especially given that, you know, her father created it and, and there's kind of a nice continuity there. Yeah. What if Wally ends up getting his speed as a result of Jay getting his, you know what I mean? Like what if they find a way to give Jay back his speed force again, either season finale or early next season, maybe that that could even be like the reason why they're studying the speed force is because they're trying to get Jay back up to full speed. (laughs) No pun intended. And what if whatever they do for Jay is actually what ends up hitting Wally, like either giving them both speed or, Maybe even Wally instead of Jay. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. Something to, something to think about. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. <laughs> That's the sound of the police in my hood! <laughs> hey, before we get into listener feedback, I, I got to make mention of uh, one thing that happened this episode. The beard was missing. Yeah. Yeah. Where was Captain Singh's beard? It just kind of disappeared. Sabangi actually uh, tweeted us about that. And um, <laughs> he was, we, were, we were joking. He said, that's the real mystery of the episode. What happened to Captain Singh's beard? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was great. And so um, could there be, ladies and gentlemen, could there actually be an Earth 2 Captain Singh running around with a beard? Ooh. That's right. So somewhere out there, there is a Captain Singh, Earth 2 Captain Singh with a beard and a, a naked... Earth to Linda Park, <laughs> hanging out, playing chess somewhere. Yeah. All right, man. We got some listener feedback in this week that comes in from iTunes. What do we got? 4Jam64 writes, awesome. You guys do a great job comparing and contrasting the comics and the show. I wasn't a huge fan of the fash. Flan of the fash? <laughs> that, was, uh, that was me. Uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start that sentence over again. I wasn't a huge fan of the Flash or DC Comics in general, but after watching and listening to you guys, they're giving Marvel a run for their money in my book. The Walking Dead used to lay used to hands down be my favorite show, but I won't look forward to Sunday nearly as much as I do Tuesday, and you guys do a great job expanding on it. Well, thank you. That's excellent feedback. Thank you so much for that. We got some feedback in the chat right now. We've actually got uh, the one Galen or Gallen who writes in saying, as someone who grew up loving Wally as the Flash, Uh, The current Barry worship extent in the current DCU, chiefly from Mr. Jeff Johns, 
uh, makes me slightly uncomfortable. And I got to say, this actually echoes a lot of my sentiment going into this podcast. I mean, you know, if, if you go back and listen to our season zero episodes, which can be found exclusively through flashtvtalk.com, but even I think in, in kind of the earlier episodes of season one, I, I mentioned, you know, growing up, Wally was our guy. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the new 52 and, you know, the, the return of Barry Allen to prominence and, and almost like the back seat that Wally took uh, kind of hit us a little hard. I mean, we didn't really know what to expect going into the show, given that we had so much kind of affection for, uh, for the Wally of the comics. Yeah. So th- th- this is going to be kind of a, you know, it's going to be weird, right? To see our Wally take a back or our flash, take a back seat to the new flash. Well, and that's the been flash. the case in the comics. Who's- and at this point, you know, this, this is a new Wally West. This is very, very different. I mean, Wally West among, <laughs> among many reasons and, and chief among them was not Iris's brother. He was Iris's nephew. There was a lot of degrees of separation between Barry and Wally. I mean, yes, there was a family dynamic there, uh, through marriage ultimately, but nowhere near this close and personal, uh, nor yeah. were they this close up in age. So, I mean, this is, this is a very different take on Wally West. And so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of how they do that and how, what this interpretation of the character is. But yeah, I feel you, man. We even, uh, even in the, uh, kind of the ramp up to season one, we actually would do Wally Wednesdays with kind of a meme that said, because some of us grew up in the nineties. <laughs> and, uh, it says, which was kind of a funny joke, but, um, yep, I hear you. Yeah. All right. I'm going to pull some other comments from the chat here. George C in the chat says, who else thinks that Wally showed up to tell Joe that Francine is dead? Ooh, mm. yeah. I mean, that's going to be a bombshell comeback. But everyone's like, oh, yes, Wally is like, oh, she's dead. Well, see, the thing is, I, I feel like <laughs> if, if that was the case, he would have like they would have ended it on that beat as opposed oh, it's to pronounced pick up C- on that beat. Cibola. It's pronounced Cibola. Oh, Cibola is the, the, the last name there for George. Sorry about yeah. that. Um, But no, I because I, I feel like if we started next episode back on Christmas, that would be kind of a um couple steps back, right? Yeah, it'd be weird watching a Christmas episode like two months after Christmas. Not not two months, but a month after Christmas. Yeah, but great, great thought, great speculation there. Yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be really neat. All right, man. So the great great comments from the chat, great uh, uh, iTunes feedback as well. And hey, if you've not done so already, head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help support the show. And of course, we give away a free digital comic every single time we get a multiple of ten of those iTunes reviews, looking for those four and five stars specifically. So if you've not done so already, go ahead and do that, make that happen. And we will be giving away a new free digital comic once we get that multiple of 10. And Hey, you know what? Tune in next week live because we'll be giving away some stuff. Digital comics, maybe more, maybe (laughs) tune in to find out. It's going to be the crazy grandma Esther's eggnog induced Colin extravaganza for season two. You're not going to want to miss it. It's a ton of fun. Make sure you have Skype. And like I said, we'll have the links up at flashtvtalk.com. We'll be posted out on Twitter and Facebook. So you will be informed uh, of where to go and when and all of that great stuff as well. You can, of course, keep up with us. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at flashtvtalk. Or if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, including the nod that the Flash may in fact be in Batman vs. Superman, head over to Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And if you like this show, check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where we ask the important question, can we talk about Star Wars? We're going to talk about Star Wars? We're going to talk about Star Wars. Star Wars! 
Special thanks goes out to Charlie Bach for providing our outro music for this episode. We really appreciate him. His stuff rocks. You can find more of his information in the show notes for this episode, including, again, the times for our live call-in show. So be sure to get ready for that. And until then, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.